I think that we are one of the last few generations of humanity that uh, is able to cope with death and death be a reality and part of life. Hey Siri, what's my name? You're AJ, but you asked me to call you Bonzo. This is really nice. I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to send you love and then I'm going to receive love. You're mad. Thank goodness for that, because if I wasn't, this would probably never work. come over it's like i don't know what to expect i gotta be honest i come in it's like a little like i'm trying to get my bearings there's cartoons your mom and it's like you still got it this is like the first day of school going into your classroom you just don't you don't know how to enter it and you fail <laughs> all right everyone how's it going uh as you heard there that's chuck swear on the end of the end of the line he's playing uh some sound bites trying to mess with me uh, this is the first episode of Bonzo Talks. Well, it's actually the second. The first one, Crash and Burn. And now we're on to the... Necessarily. Well, it it didn't do what it was supposed to do, and we're, uh, we're redoing it. So, uh, Did you learn from your mistakes? I did learn from my mistakes, Chuck. Well, then there you go. There we, we all have <laughs> So anyways, yeah, this week uh, we will be with Chuck Sway. I say a week. I don't really know if this is going to be a weekly thing, a bi-weekly thing, a daily thing. I don't know. That'd be pretty crazy. But anyways, yeah, this week we'll be with Chuck Sway. Uh, we got a few questions to, uh, or a few, few things we just want to talk about, kind of get off our chest or uh, just kind of discuss with one another. Um, you might have heard me on Chuck Sway's podcast. Uh, he does the Chuck Sway show. He also does a deep shot. Um He's been kind of my mentor along this whole path of getting everything started up. He helped me with all my setup and everything. Um, so yeah, without further ado, uh, Chuck's way. Welcome, welcome. Oh shit, I, m- I missed. I navigated away from my uh, all my Chuck sound bites. And there's Chuck. Hey guys. <laughs> and there's Chuck. So yeah, you'll you might hear Chuck playing uh, sound bites throughout this episode. Um, if you like that stuff, go and uh, let me know, and I'll. I'll probably include it here in the in the near future, uh, once no I get a little, <laughs> once I get a little bit more developed uh, and have some fun with that. Uh, but yeah, uh, Chuck, welcome. Uh, I'm glad that you could be on this inaugural episode, volume two, with me. Um, it's been a, a long journey, and uh, you've helped along the way, so I felt it'd be very fitting. All right, on. <laughs> Are you planning? I could respond to everything with just my soundboard. That's probably true. Hi, how are you? So, Chuck, my first, uh, the first kind of thing I want to talk about is uh, what would it mean to you to go viral? I'm talking like Facebook, over a million views on a video that you created, or say your podcast just catches flame. Like, how, how much would that mean to you after all the work that you put into it? And uh, so you, not only you go viral, but you create a good following behind that. But what would that, how would that help you? Well, I think that's everyone's goal in today's day and age of the internet is they want their shit seen by as many people as possible and for it to resonate as long as possible. But obviously you, there's that old saying, you know, you're 15 minutes really nowadays it is 15 seconds. And if Vine was still around, it'd be your six seconds of fame. But I think that that is, if not a primary goal, a secondary or maybe even tertiary goal of going viral and people seeing your shit. Problem is, is you have no control over what you go viral for. And if it's for all the wrong reasons, then you're fucked because usually you only go viral once. And if it's for all the things that you don't want to go viral for, well, then you are fucked, my friend. But for me personally, if, if, uh, I were to gain a respectable following, people saw my shit, I 
am fairly confident that I have I have enough censorship on what I put out and what I've put out throughout the years that nothing's going to come back and bite me on the ass. Now, granted, you did clip on the most recent episode of the Deep Shot <laughs> that it was an out of context of me being racist when deciding to hire someone, but. Uh, as I know, I know that personally, it's like, okay, that's out of context. I can easily defend that. But if it was something of like me legitimately giving out hate speech towards Asian people, then yeah, it'd be a problem. <laughs> but I don't have, or at least I don't think I have, I haven't looked. Uh, I don't think I have any racist or homophobic or transphobic or any of those kind of tweets that we see surface nowadays on like a weekly basis. So yeah. I'm fairly confident that if I were to go viral, it would be for something that, you know, I it's aligned with what I want it to be. I was really hoping that like my NBA campaign or the Chubbies one, uh, if it caught more wind, like that would be a fun thing to talk about, a fun thing for people to to view. But you know, how for how many for the one video that goes viral, there are billions that don't so you just keep swinging and missing and your batting average is going to be super fucking low but if you get a hit then you know yeah, sometimes yeah. it can set you for life like look at um the how about now bitch and i, I call her bitch because i don't like her the how about but now i respect, I respect Wait, women which one is that the uh the dr phil catch me outside how about, oh, now? How about that how about that how about now yeah whatever see I mean, see even fun. she's not fading off you don't even know what she said She's fading off and she has a huge following now because she's just this fucking trashy fucking ass who has just resonated with a large following of trashy ass people. Yeah, that's true. Isn't she doing like some rap thing now? I don't remember. I don't really pay like, attention bad, to that. Bad Bobby, bad baby, bad something. She terrible raps, but people are into it. They give her attention and that translates to her getting money. So, I mean, there's something to be envious of. Like fuck it, I have more talent than her, but you know why can't why can't they notice me? Which I'm sure a lot of people who have an IQ above seven are thinking. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, you hit on a you hit on a few things that uh, I think is really awesome that you've done. You did uh, the Chubby's man model search. Uh, that was the last. It was either at the beginning of this year or last year. Um, it was, uh, spring of 2018. Actually, both campaigns were around the spring. So. I know you didn't get the uh, partisan man model. Did you? Did you gain any further knowledge or respect for yourself after competing in a male beauty competition as a six foot five Sasquatch looking man? To even yeah. be able to compete with these beautiful looking men, I'm sure that that had to uh, had to bring some positivity to you. Well, yeah, a friend had sent me that link, and I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, shit, like, I feel like I, I could maybe fit the vision on what Chubby's considers, like, their their demographics. So I'm like, oh, let's fucking do it. Um, so uh, I learned a lot about myself. I learned to become a lot more comfortable in that sort of self-expression and the the response I got from people who were, for the majority, people that I knew. Uh, they were just soaking that shit up. They're like, I love that stuff. Uh, to to this day, probably the majority of the people who were not in like my closer circles, uh, kind of found out about the Chuck Sway name from that campaign. Uh, so it was kind of just like um, shedding my skin. How do I want to call it? Um, <laughs> spreading my wings. Spreading that's your wings. I'm, there you go. That's, wings are flesh, aren't they? Uh, so. Yeah, just uh, it was because obviously I wasn't selected as a finalist. I didn't make it past the initial voting stage, but it still took. So that like that's why I asked you like, is it was it really like a a fail or you know Bonzo Talks 1.0? Was that really a fail or do you did you learn from it? And if you learn from it, then it's not a failure. And so that's how I looked at uh, both the Chubbies and the NBA campaigns, even though the NBA one was. A straight up joke, um, which I had, to, <laughs> I had to explain to people. They're like, "Wait, so like, are you, are you like that good at basketball? Like, are you NBA worthy?" I'm like, "Absolutely, fucking not." <laughs> what if I would own it? I've been like, "Hell yeah, I'm basketball. Like NBA, 
I'm surprised I wasn't drafted earlier. No, I just looked at the rules and I was eligible as an early entry player, so that's what I did. And like on my on my official application, they had the league sent me a draft application, and it had you put down uh, your your playing experience. It was like a resume, you were or a job application, mm-hmm. and you put out, put out where you worked before, like where have you worked, and so. Uh, I put down, I think, my high school basketball team and then 24-hour fitness pickup. There you go. So, yeah, it's... So both of those things, both of those campaigns were just, like, a self-exploration of, like, yeah, like, be yourself. It seems to resonate with people and, you know, use that experience to build on what you're doing moving forward. So, again, if those would have gone viral great but i mean that just is more opportunity for it to happen potentially through some other avenue so yeah that uh that uh kind of reminds me heading to another avenue so right now on my docket with uh my wife kylie we plan on doing an amazing race entry video because she's always wanted to be a part of it i'm starting to enjoy and branch into this video audio just media editing uh, again, uh, on my computer and all that stuff, and uh, I thought it'd be a great opportunity um, just to do something like that with her. Um, so that uh, you're kind of branching out into all these online either competitions or drafts has kind of pushed me into wanting to do that myself. Not because I feel like I could do it better, but bef- because I've seen how much enjoyment and how much a pride that you've really enjoyed it and that's kind of been a huge thing with a lot of the content i'm doing i've seen you do it and find i wouldn't say happiness because i wouldn't consider you sad but you found a lot of enjoyment in doing (laughs) and doing all this this stuff um so that's kind of kind of for those of you listening that's kind of why i do it um but yeah i'm super stoked to be able to do this uh amazing race entry video with kylie uh, I think it's going to be a blast. Our only The only problem is we're not technically eligible until we move back to the States. Um, but, yeah, that's only a loophole. So we'll probably do one this year. And then just as, like, a practice and something fun to do. And then, But next year and the year after that, because you can submit a video for each show. And so I plan on – we're going we're gonna to keep going. Because if you make it to the semifinals, they fly you to L.A. and put you up in a hotel and stuff. So that's end goal. But why are you running? Why are you running? Amazing race too. I don't. It's gonna be. Uh, it would be very interesting to do with Kylie. Um, I've always wanted to do it with my father. Uh, he, uh, as you know, he also traveled a bunch from country to country uh, in his uh, younger adult life, uh, similar to how I did it. And so uh, I feel like we would absolutely destroy the Amazing Race, and especially with with him uh, because he's uh, also very intelligent and uh, that would be a, a very exciting avenue. So uh, be on the lookout for that. That should be coming in the next couple months. What uh, what about you? Do you have any other like contests you plan on entering? Do you look for them or you just wait for them to find you? Uh, it, it really depends. I've been a, like for the NBA, I've been a basketball fan for uh, ironically, when the Sonics left Seattle, that's like when I got big into basketball, which really fucking sucked. Yeah. But it's all right. So it's a terrible a, sport. Anyways, <laughs> that was, uh, that was kind of like that entryway. Like that was kind of a long time thing of buying just about every single NBA 2K since NBA 2K eight and, uh, abusing the shit out of the creative player. <laughs> by abusing like, the shit out of it, I'm assuming you mean by going all the way up on the height factor because you're gigantic. No, but okay, that's the thing you got to think about. Like, I'm I'm guard size in the NBA. <laughs> I'm short. <laughs> like, I, I listed my position as a center, and the average center in the NBA is like 6'10", 6'11". <laughs> yeah, it's pretty so outrageous. There was no fucking shot. But, I mean, that was just kind of something that I was like, wait a sec, like, if you're in college, you can enter the draft. I actually saw the inspiration from that specifically came from uh, Michael Porter Jr. He was a uh, University of Washington commit, and then he changed after some dramatics with 
the coaching at the school and he ended up going to Missouri playing there for a year and by playing there for a year I mean he sat on the bench because he was hurt and then he declared for the draft and got drafted in the first round he's a <laughs> basketball talent he's he's qualified for that position but I saw his video on social media is like hey guys like, so glad for your support just want to let you know that I'm committing to the draft these can be great blah 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 and I'm like holy shit like I should do something like that not in the the such a serious way as Michael Porter Jr. did but still was like well let's just fucking do it like I had the time to do it I looked at the rules I was more than eligible being a, a college junior uh the only thing that was really lacking was the playing experience but that didn't didn't say anything about that you didn't have to have it yeah and then the chubbies thing like like I said it was sent to me and I was I was told about it. Now, that doesn't mean that I have other projects in the dome that are uh, have yet to come to fruition. And I like to play things really close to the chest. So, um, for one, I don't have anything locked down yet. So, I don't want a commitment for something that won't happen or will kind of fall through. Yeah. Um, there's like, there's various ideas that are floating around. Um, but I wanted to say, like, with you like referencing what I've been doing with podcasts and content creation in general, like that's, that's what you're supposed to do. Like the internet is a, a proving ground on how things could be done and how things are done successfully. So you can look at something and be like, Oh, I'm going to take a page from that book and try to incorporate that into what I do. And it's basically just uh, everything in the internet age, derivative of something else uh, that's why we have such gnarly issues with copyright infringement because when does it become infringement if you're just sampling you know a little bit so in my opinion there's no there but then again there any original ideas since like shakespeare and those True. fucking suck so yeah just using the internet as your notebook and if you see something that you like and that works and that you want to try to emulate in your own way in your own place i can go for it yeah that leads into uh one of the things that i kind of discovered as well when i was uh building my my own brand building my website and stuff it was kind of uh it was like when it come came to like name stuff like there's so many people out there and they're everyone's fighting for these usernames for these websites for all this stuff and i have a pretty uncommon name i would think like i look up bonzo and i don't see anything except for jfk's pet monkey was named bonzo and there's a few bands out here and there that have done like something with to go along the lines of bonzo or stuff like that and but nothing else there's no podcasting there's no none of nothing else but it's still impossible for me to get the username bonzo just just bonzo and for me that's kind of frustrating but at the same time i kind of understand the game and i kind of understand how difficult it can be to play those things uh you can't just come up or find a name like chuck's way out of nowhere um and that out of my ass yeah it was it a gta uh gta 4 name yeah, like creating character. What are you going to name your character? Uh, fuck. Um, this. Sure, whatever. I had no idea that it would uh, evolve into something well beyond bounds of Los Santos. <laughs> it's funny, too, because we... Uh, I, I take pride in being one of the first people to call you Chuck consistently um, from our... I guess we could tell the Bonzo audience. So, so Chuck... Um, we met working at uh, Nike, a Nike retail store in uh, Tulalip, Washington. Um, Chuck did not have a very good experience there. He didn't like the place very much. Nike can lick my taint. <laughs> so, but uh, what did branch out of that was uh, an awesome friend group that we all have. Um, kind of starting with uh, me and Chuck um, and branching to a few of our other closest friends now. It, um, but yeah, I always called him Chuck for some reason. I can't remember why. Um, it could have been because of Xbox, because that's your Xbox camera tag as it well. Had, yeah, it had to be once we started playing Xbox together. Um, because it was it was uh, it was Chuck and Bill running the streets in GTA Online. Bill so Bowerman, yeah, yeah, that just kind of became like the nickname. 
just one of those things that stuck. And then, uh, yeah, you've, I would say you've been doing this uh, podcast, Deep Shot, for about almost two years now. And uh, have always, um, always use your your uh, alter ego, Chuck Sway, or Charles B. Sway, if you're trying to get fancy on him. Hi, my name's Chuck. Oh, that's not the one I wanted. My name is Chuck. There we go. Let me- um, which it, it works out great for you too. Um, all of your content, ChuckSway.com, uh, everything kind of branched into that, and that's similar to what I'm what I'm doing as well. Um, with Bonzo, Bonzo talks everything right now. Bonzo talks, shameless plug, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, podcasts, everything. Uh, anything you need to find is Bonzo talks. Um, but yeah, that that uh, it's gonna it's gonna be awesome. I'm excited. Uh, I can't express how excited I am over this podcast. Um, so I, oh sorry, go ahead, finish. No, go ahead. So I have a question for you. If you're going to as I was saying, you take plays out of people's handbooks and, and make them your own. My question to you is, are you going to take a play out of my handbook? And Because the very first episode of the Chuck Sway Show was basically a solo uh, conversation, a speech rather, of kind of where the name came from, what it is, what the goal of the brand and the name is. So are you going, are you planning on explaining where Bonzo came from? Because I don't know this. Um, so Bonzo, I guess I can dig into that a little bit. It's not really anything like, kind of like you, it's not really anything that's like super specific, has a huge significant meaning. It's not like that at all. Um, it all started with my buddy, uh, Sam, who's out here in Japan with me. And he used to always come over like every day after work and we would sit there and play video games or have a couple drinks and watch some YouTube videos or whatever. And I would always be sitting in my office chair, which I'm sitting in right now. And he would be sitting on my bed because I had a really small room. So there wasn't room for another chair. And we would both be looking at my desk, which is in the corner. And no matter what, every night, I mean, we were standing up pretty late. And uh, I would always start falling asleep in my chair. Um, and he would always like bump me in. And for whatever reason, at some point, he started saying bedtime for Bonzo, um, <laughs> which is uh, um, which is an old cartoon that uh, that favor or that was about uh, JFK's um, uh, animal or pet monkey. And so he would always say bedtime for Bonzo. And then he always he repeatedly kept calling me Bonzo over and over and over again. Um, and all settings at work, um, when we would drink, when we would just hang out and relax on the Xbox. And he would always, uh, call me that. And then that just kind of branched into this. I kind of wanted, uh, an internet alter ego, I guess you could call it, um, just a brand image, uh, something super easy to remember, something different. Cause I mean, you could call me by my, by my name and, you could find a bunch of people with the same name or you call me Bonzo and it's a lot easier to recognize. It's a lot easier for someone who's never seen the name before to recognize and remember as compared to like a normal name, similar to like a Chuck or, um, I don't know, like a Helga. Like you're going to remember someone who tells you that their name is Helga. it's, It's just something that's different, uh, that I like to stick with. And, uh, but yeah, it's nothing crazy. There's nothing really specific about it. It's just something that kind of happened. But is uh, is your plan to go by this alias in the virtual space uh, so committed that if someone were to say your your birth name, you would act you would react as if it was an act of sacrilege? I don't know if I'm at that point mentally yet to viciously attack my <laughs> friends in a similar manner that you attack yours in if they say your birth name that was given to you by your mother uh, uh, I don't know. so chuck sway and bonzo have different viewpoints on their their birth names I, I believe at this point however if i do go viral or if i do 
gained such a following that I have fans out there. My fans better be calling me Bonzo and not finding out my real name. Yeah, it's like uh, you see with a lot of artists nowadays. Like you go to Wikipedia them to find out what their real name is because very rarely do they do they use their their given name. Yeah, especially rappers. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, Bonzo's here. Bonzo's here to stay. And uh, yeah, that's. I guess I, I'm surprised I never really told you about that. I guess I really haven't told anyone. Didn't really matter much to me. Also, what you haven't told me, which I'm sure your listeners would love to hear, is uh, what? Uh, when are you going to reveal what happened to your phone? So, uh, just is that going to be right now, or I don't want to push it if you don't want to? Oh, you put me on the spot now at this point. Um. So yeah, um, recently was in uh, Hong Kong, um, and I was out with a couple buddies. Um, and we were there for, I think four days and, uh, this is going to be a huge plug to fanny packs. So whenever I go out drinking, um, I always carry around a fanny pack. That's where I'm going to put my wallet, my keys and my phone. So that way, if anything happens, um, then those, those three things are always in there and I don't have to worry about it. I take if I'm going to take my phone out, I take it out and then I put it straight back in that fanny pack. And, uh, so when we were going out in Hong Kong this, this night, um, it was a great night. It was the, uh, first night that I found the, uh, Jack Daniels and cola in a bottle, like pre-mixture. I heard about them. I heard about them from some family friends for the longest time. And I've always wanted to try one. And, uh, I found them out there and they, uh, like at a little convenience store. And so I had a couple of those. I was having a good time with some friends. It was nothing crazy. Like I wasn't going out and getting hammered. It's obviously a foreign country. It's very unsafe. And, uh, but this night, but this time, yeah, we were out and I didn't, I didn't bring a fanny pack this time. This time I had a, it's like a shoulder bag. It's like a Louis Vuitton shoulder bag. Um, so it kind of goes over your chest. It's apparently it was supposed to be like this new kind of themed fanny pack that everyone was getting into. It's supposed to be more stylish, whatever. So actually Louis Vuitton, like authentic. No, it's not actual Louis Vuitton. There's no way. Right. <laughs> I like to dress fancy for very cheap. Um, flex. yeah, you, cheap. you flex, no one notices. No, but so it, it wasn't actually real. Uh, it was real leather, but it wasn't actually real Louis. And uh, so I'm, I'm rocking this, this shoulder bag. I got my wallet and my keys in the zipped pocket. And I was like, you know what? For ease of access today, there's a little pocket on the front that doesn't, doesn't close. It's just a little slot. So my iPhone 7 Plus fit in there perfectly. It was nice and snug. So I'm like, cool. So we're going out. We're having a good time dancing at, dancing at this rock and roll club. And uh, uh, we go outside after we're done in there, we're starting to head back. And uh, out of nowhere, I don't know if you saw, what movie is it? I think it's Jarhead or uh, what's the other? Um, what's the other movie? It's a, a lot of military movies. But it's an older one. Um, uh, the I'll, Anyways, um, you guys are going to hate me for not remembering this. So if you know, please let me know later. It is. Down. No, 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 no. Uh, it's the uh, one where uh, Private Pile. What's that one? Oh, that's um, uh, Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket. All right. So in the, I think it's opening scene or one of the scenes at Full Metal Jacket. You see someone um, go up and talk to these Americans, and uh, I believe they're in Vietnam. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. And they're going up and they're talking to these Americans and then they, they grab their camera and then they jet off with it and hop in a car and drive off all fast. So it's just a theft move. And uh, what had happened that night was very similar. Uh, my phone got snatched out of my uh, fake Louis V shoulder bag and they jetted off, hopped in a car and drove away. And that's the best, oh. I, the best I remember it. I mean, it happens to anyone, you're in shock. You don't really want to believe what happened. And, uh, so we've discussed it a couple more times with the people I was with and that's, 
that's the story behind it. And uh, I was I was naive at first that it could actually happen to me because I don't. I'm not saying I'm the greatest person in the world, but I don't. I don't have bad karma. And uh, but yeah, phone got picked up, swooped off with, um, and then later on, actually, this caused way more trouble than I wanted it to. Like if my phone was gone, my phone's gone. But um, just to kind of keep this short, my phone was gone. Then they tried to log in. Like a week later, they connected it to data in Hong Kong, which is very expensive because um, I don't have a Hong Kong data plan. <laughs> they connected it to data after they charged it because it was probably dead for a while. That's probably why it didn't, didn't turn on right away. And then they locked me out of my iCloud account, which getting your Apple iCloud unlocked, if you don't have the phone that's connected to the number, is very, very inconvenient. (laughs) (laughs) So I was about, and I have an iPad too with that on it, but I couldn't use the iPad with that on it because I had my iCloud iCloud locked, so I couldn't download anything that's updated. And so I didn't, couldn't use that. It was just super, super inconvenient. Like big problem. Uh, But luckily now, um, to finish up your story, yeah, phone got stolen in Hong Kong. Luckily now I just have, I have a new phone. I have the new uh, iPhone XS Max, which is awesome. It's kind of weird that it doesn't have a home button. But uh, but yeah, that's the uh, story behind why, or what happened with my phone. That's the crazy night in Hong Kong. Um, crazy in the fact that Full Metal Jacket took place out of my own pocket. Um, I actually heard of another person who had something stolen in a similar fashion in a similar area. So uh, it just sucked that it was me, but... Rebounded just fine from it. A little bit expensive. We'll get over that part. At least we're back on track. Nothing bad actually happened to me. I mean, it's a materialistic thing. It's not like they took my leg or <laughs> anything crazy. You know, it's outlandish like that. But yeah. So you had a full week to disconnect the phone, the stolen phone from your iCloud. Why did you not do that? So, um, you can't just when you have your so you use your find your iPhone and you hit the uh, uh, it's put it in lost mode but if you put it in lost mode whoever has the phone can just take it out of lost mode right away and by the time that I realized that I was back um, I was back underway and I didn't have access to my iCloud because of because of the internet situation. And so by the time I got back to a good internet, it was already too late and I couldn't do anything about it. So that's a shitty fucking situation. Yeah, it's just terrible. Nothing there's nothing really going great in my way in terms of that phone. So and I also I mean, I'm not really mad about it because my microphone didn't work anymore on that phone and my um any of my FaceTime or audio calls at all, they did not work anymore on that phone. And I figured out why it was because of the microphone. And so I was going to have to get a new phone anyways. I was almost up for upgrade, so it's not not a huge deal. Just kind of a shitty um, getting the ball rolling situation. Oh, yeah. It was, the most <laughs> inconvenient thing was the fact that they turned my dad on and the fact that uh, I had to jump through hoops to get my iCloud back. Yeah, but but yeah, it's uh, sucks and blows. It's it sucks and blows. Yes. Um. So, I mean, I guess that was kind of a crazy situation. Um, kind of a a thing, a little bit more extreme than that. Uh, something that I kind of wanted to talk about with you was how close do we as humans get to dying without actually knowing about it? Like not like. Oh, hostage situation. Someone's got a gun to her head. But like, like say, like you're walking down the street and you don't know it. So say here, we'll start that early even. Say, say you live in like downtown New York. You live in an apartment um, and you go to, you leave your house and you go to lock your door. Okay. You don't have your keys. You have to go back inside, waste 30 seconds. You then miss the elevator, 
because you wasted those 30 seconds. Say then you're now a minute behind and then you're on your walk to work and there was a bus crash that like got over the sidewalk that if you had, had you been there like 60 seconds earlier, you probably would have been hit by this bus or you had a higher potential of being hit by it. Then you, you've had the potential of dying. So like, I'm sure there's more situations than that. Like on an everyday level of like, how close do we actually get to dying without actually knowing about it? Like, I don't mean it to be a dark subject, but like how lucky are we or unlucky are we at some times to like forget our keys to stay? Like, it's kind of like a guardian angel kind of thing, but to like forget our keys to stay and then take the bus instead of the, the train or something, something crazy. Like it's crazy to me to think about how, how close we could actually get. Yeah, I've thought about that before. I was actually just thinking about this recently, uh, just driving somewhere, and I'm like, what if some dumb fuck decides to, like, you know, get drunk tonight and make the bad decision driving while they're drunk or just something as simple as pulling out their phone and checking social media or whatever, and they're distracted while driving, and then they take me out, and it's just some fucking jabroni who didn't have much going for them, and it's like, that's what a fucking waste of my time, goddammit. <laughs> like it's something that's so out of your control but it could happen so yeah. easily like yeah it's one of those things like you have no control over of it but if it happens I, if that happens to me personally and you know whatever happens to you after you die if i'm in some sort of state i'm gonna fucking monitor this person who uh took my life through negligence and if i can deem that they're a piece of shit i'm gonna haunt the fuck out of them <laughs> so you believe they're in ghosts mine you believe in ghosts uh i know they exist in some some way or another because i personally experienced them you've personally experienced ghosts yeah well how well for one like the holy ghost the holy spirit talks to me all the time um, but on like a more specific measurable, my grandmother's old house was actually haunted. And I was told by family members for years that this ghost existed. And it was my grandmother's dad. So my great grandfather, uh, he would, his spirit would walk up and down the halls of my grandma's old house and to like confirmed that you know why this would happen is for one the house itself if you were living or not walking through was just one of those really crickety houses yeah it's like, old I come from old Kmore house or somewhere else no this was in uh redmond okay so and the house wasn't the house is not that old it's not like this old cottage that's just you know really starting to show its age but by no means is it new but I come from a line of large people, so throughout decades of travel through these halls, you know, you just get your, your typical wear pattern. Mm -hmm. so, so, yeah, like walking up and down the halls, up the stairs, like it was just, it was very crickety. But what was really eerie about the house is when there was no movement in it, it was very, 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 very silent. Uh, it just had a way, like the acoustics of it, it just absorbed all, like all ambient noise so there was there's those two elements to it which uh from my experience i tried to introduce logic to be oh how did this happened anyways so for years my family members had told me that yes uh my great-grandfather would walk up and down the halls and he would do that particularly because when he was still alive and he died before i was born but when he was still alive he like limber up he'd want to limber up so he would like take a stroll up and down the halls to like get the blood moving i don't know you know what old people do uh or what people did back then but calisthenics or what have you <laughs> exercise so, that's what people did back then people exercised people yeah stop doing that nowadays sit around and get fat fucks like we are today so so yeah, so my grandma had the majority of the experience because she lived in the house, so she was there all the time. And she said that if there were um, moments of turmoil or stress, that he would appear. And so I'm like, yeah, like, okay, like, I believe you, sure. I'm not saying that you're bullshitting me. It's like, I've never experienced it, so I don't know what you're talking about. Well, 
when my grandfather was nearing the end of his life, everyone, the family came together and we were all at the house, uh, you know, dealing with all the stuff that you got to go through when someone dies. Mm-hmm. And with that, I mean, that is a, a large emotional turmoil for everyone in the family, we're losing someone that we've known uh, for a lot of us our whole lives. Mm-hmm. So this particular instance, I was sleeping in the den and the at the end of the hallway there were there still are the house still exists there are three there are three rooms there's three doors and that's where the three rooms are and there's actually a fourth door there's a small hallway that the master bedroom and i'm in the den that's the first door if you're looking down the hall the door that you see i'm in the den the door is shut i had so this is where the explanation introducing logic there are additional um elements to try to explain why it happened mm-hmm. but i gotta be i gotta remain honest so i had taken a fuck i think it was like a gram uh marijuana edible brownie and i had eaten it at like 11 p.m having never done edibles before and if you know anything about consuming cannabis and not smoking it i don't know take, well you don't but i just you know i'm speaking generally yeah uh, when you ingest it, it takes longer for it to become active. And not only does it take longer, its effects are astronomically higher. Like you get, it's a lot more psychoactive when ingested, when liver actually it in the lungs. Mm. So, so yeah, I had taken this fucking brownie at like 11. This bitch didn't kick in until like one, right when I was about to go to sleep. So I'm fucking absolutely obliterated high probably one of the highest times I've ever been. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like, it wasn't before I went to bed because I was up for a while, but it was probably like 2.30 in the morning now. And I just have like this movie on and I'm just not really processing reality in the way that I'm used to processing reality. And I, we always, there was always a nightlight in the hallway on the outside. So the light was on whatever. And for the longest time, it sounded like someone was standing right outside of the door of the room that I was in, just kind of like back and forth. Mm-hmm. And the crickettiness of the house squeaking. I heard it, but growing up in that house, I was used to foot traffic, and especially because the entire family is in the house this time, uh, the passing of my grandfather. I was just like, well, just someone's up getting water, going to pee, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't think anything of it until my phone and it's a text message from my brother. He is in the room across in the hallway and the text message says, bro, do you hear that? (laughs) And this is like two 30 in the morning. I looked at my phone and like immediately, like I just felt like a sinking feeling. And I can tell you in confidence that it not because of the weed. It was because I realized like, holy shit, there's a ghost outside the room right now. Oh, God, it's fucking real. It's so real. And so I text my brother back. I'm like, uh, yeah, question mark. He's like, dude, it's no-no, our great-grandfather. I'm like, fuck me. <laughs> this is not what I want right now. And so I'm just like, well, I'm not sleeping tonight. And so I just kind of like <laughs> did. I, I was 18 at the time, and I reverted to being a four-year-old i just put the covers and put them over your head (laughs) the ghost can't get me the ghost can't get me and knowing full well from what my family this was not a hostile spirit but still like for a first experience being in the state of mind that i was in uh both both emotionally and pharmacy it was like oh fuck this really blows so yeah that was my experience uh, actually experiencing paranormal activity so yeah i think that ghosts can exist i can't explain anything beyond that um if it goes back to your original question of how close i've came to dying well if you were to ask me the morning after i was pretty goddamn close but (laughs) in in hindsight no not uh (laughs) not in that situation but yeah no i i think i think ghosts are a thing I don't know. I can't really get behind the fact that ghosts can be a real thing for, I don't know. I just, it would have to be something similar to your story that happened to you 
but it's it would have to happen to me to experience it. Yeah. Like it's, I, I can, I can tell you, I can tell your listener like, Oh yeah, this is, this is what happened to me. And they're like, okay, like you sound like you embellished a lot of that. It's like, okay, well you have every right to think that, but I, even though I was high, I'm not, I'm not lying of what I experienced. Yeah. It's not that I don't believe you. It's just that I, I don't believe in ghosts. I'm a dirty fucking liar. Yeah, I'm you are. Doing, I'm just doing this to get viral. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love that story is so compelling and so entertaining that, dude, like, you gotta check this out. Look at this, and it gets shared all over the place. Don't worry, I'll, I'll clip that and I will. Uh, I'll post it online. <laughs> Super high guy gets scared by a ghost in Redmond, Washington. High guy hears a ghost. But yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. I've never really had. I've always lived in kind of newer houses uh, growing up. Like our houses haven't been more than ten or twenty years old my whole life until really I I left um, to Chicago and then later on. But yeah, I've never really. I guess I've been fortunate. I I guess you'd be fortunate for that. I don't know. Some people are into that kind of stuff. I don't really believe the whole ghost hunters stuff. Oh no, those television shows are absolute bullshit. But they do a hundred percent. They do their jobs and getting people entertained. That's all. I mean, at the end of the day, they're doing a better job with what they're doing than what I am. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I guess it's to to kind of loop back to how close we get to dying without really knowing it. I guess the answer to that is kind of in itself. You don't really know it, but it's just kind of something crazy to uh, kind of put your brain around to kind of think up like, oh, that this any any number of things could happen and. I could just get wiped for something that's not my fault. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy to think. That you don't want to think about because then you're paranoid things that won't exist until they exist. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, God, I might die today. It's like, okay, fucking embrace it. If you do, great. <laughs> if you do, great. If not, well, shit, maybe tomorrow. But I guess that's a way of looking at it. But yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about it. Let it happen because all of us are going to die. Yeah, they, everyone's dying. I, I love that. I love it when people say that because it's true. Everyone's really eventually just going to die. And even in like today's age where, I mean, you think you're, you're just, you're in your low, low to mid twenties. I'm in my, my low twenties. You say, now. you can say low. That fucking sucks. You're 25 now, right? That's mid. That ain't low. Oh, yeah. Well, mid as fuck. Uh, but yeah, you have to think, say you're, you're to live to, like you can live healthily until like 60, 65, and then something happens. Like, not, like God forbid something actually happened to you, but it just statistically something could happen to you at 60, 65. It happened earlier, but that's for me, that's around the age where I could be like, yeah, you know what? Something I did when I was younger, some chemical that I was working with that finally caught up to me. But you have to think that's another 40 years. 40 to 45 years of technology. Like you, you would think in 40 to 45 years they'd have a cure to cancer. And then you would think that past that they'd have a cure to all these other diseases. And then you'd think past that, then they're going to fix like your hip replacement, your knee replacement, stuff that would really prevent you from living into old age. That stuff would all be fixed. So you really think like how long with technology could you actually like live for or something crazy could happen and mother nature could take us all out at the same time. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. I think that we are one of the last few generations of humanity that uh, is able to cope with death and death be a reality and part of life. Uh, it's, you know, the, the mantra I don't know if it's used, but it can be now, is you either die now or you die later. But yeah, technology, it could advance to such a level where it's you just upload your conscious and you never die. That'd be crazy. We turn into robots. Artificial intelligence takes over. Like, I want to die in the, the least grim grim sense possible. I don't want to, like, you know, I'm not, like, uh, Satanist or, <laughs> like, just welcoming death. But it's, like, at some point in time, it's like, I don't want to be here for that. Yeah, that's it's crazy to think about. Um, do you have an age that you would uh, 
be okay with because I, I know there's a lot of old people that are like, okay, well, once I get here, I'm like, all right. Like 50? Yeah. No way. Yeah, people, I usually get the a very similar to what you just did. Yeah, 50. I don't want to go past 50. What if you're like famous? Then I'll be dead and famous, I guess. I don't know. Well, I'm you also, you're, you have very, I'm not saying like negative way because everyone's viewpoint to them. That's how that is. I don't really care. It's not my business, but you have a very weird perspective on a lot of things, like weird in a good way. Very true. Uh, very you don't, true. you don't want to get married ever. You have, a, you've nope. been in a serious relationship for four years now. Five. 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 You don't ever want to get married and you don't ever want to have kids. Fuck. Almost six years. God damn. But I don't want to get married. I don't have kids. I want to die young. Uh, what other weird shit? Um, I don't think Trump's as bad as people put him out to be. I think he's a fucking idiot, but I don't think he's bad. I wouldn't have voted for him. I'm not going to vote for Kanye, but um, <laughs> you know, I, I like to take interesting perspectives. I don't like to uh, to go with, with the, um, the proverbial uh, herd. You uh some people might call you a hipster. Shucks way a hipster? No. Because my fashion is pretty um pretty not hipstery. Um You're yeah, wearing a pretty hipster outfit right now. Maybe ideologically a hipster, but then you're like putting a label on it that isn't really accurate unless it's like a sub a subdivision of hipster that is like individual to me. I guess. I don't know. That's how I look so at it. So the hipster version of hipster is you? I'm a hipster's hipster that doesn't want to be a hipster while admitting to being a hipster. It's very um, very convoluted and almost like... I'm drawing a blank on a word. It's just... It doesn't make sense. But it's not supposed to make sense for you. It's my shit. <laughs> what kind of yeah. uh, fuel does your car take? Is it Right now it's a mix. Is it electric? Yeah, it's it, when it wants to be, yeah. So it's a hybrid. Yeah, it's a hybrid as fuck. That's exactly what a hipster would say. No. The hipster <laughs> would say that they bought the hybrid to save the earth because it's it's not cool to save the earth, or it is cool to them to save the earth. I don't give a shit about the earth. Where do you live at right now? In the Pacific Northwest? Yeah, dude. Subarus and fucking Priuses all day long. That's the uh, highest hipster per capita out of any area in the world. That's true, but I don't subscribe to this local hipster practices, the cultural practices. I just do my own thing. You could implant <laughs> me anywhere in America, and assuming anywhere in the world, and I'm still just kind of try to be me. And of course, you're going to have your cultural effect, but not to the level of like, I won't let it, I can't let a culture consume me. I got to take something, you know, twist it in some sort of way. It's awfully hipster of you. I guess. I mean, that's one way to look at it. You could make that argument. I'm not saying you can't make it. <laughs> you I just think that argument bullshit. You just don't want it. You just don't want to accept it. No, it's not. It's not even. No, that's all right. That's all right. It's not even a denial thing. It's just like if that's how you want to look at it. Fucking go for it. But you're fucking wrong. Yeah, it's crazy. It's the unfortunately, the older and older I get, the more and more I see. I wouldn't say that I agree with it yet. I just can see your viewpoint of not wanting to have kids. Because I can't imagine right now. Bad investment. Well, it's not even an investment. It's just I can't imagine bringing a human being into the world, seeing the direction it's taken the last two to three years. Yeah. Like think of and another another 10, 15 years, the kind of world that they're going to be like, oh, this is what Earth is. This is the stuff we have to like. We can't say this. That's just crazy to me. It's and when I say investment, I'm not just bounding it to like monetary value. I, emotionally, it's an investment. It, it monetary for fucking sure. It's a societal investment. I don't I just don't subscribe to the ideas. Also, I don't really like kids. I don't really have a negative viewpoint on kids. I just I don't know. I'm just uneducated. <laughs> I don't like kids because of how parents are raising them nowadays and probably how they have they've been raising them for as as long as I've been alive. 
yeah it's it's crazy i don't know it's a pretty pessimistic view i'll admit that all day long but it can't change my mind i'm waiting for uh the phone call from my mom after this episode's posted you don't want to have kids i mean kim's gonna get after it you're in the next stage of of problematics by being married you have that you have that uh for all intents and purposes not negative uh that is definitely a factor that can weigh on you to be like well you're married now you are gonna have kids right it's like you've done Dude, the at the thing. wedding man i got that question like 45 times a week of the wedding like when are you gonna have kids yeah. it's like i don't even i don't even know what i'm having for breakfast tomorrow because yeah. <laughs> that's the mold it's like oh you're getting married like you're either house probably next and then a car and you'll get a career and then you're gonna have kids or in whatever order yeah. decide to go about that it's like that's just part of the the mold that we've been uh, living in we've been taught, yeah we've been taught to to do so yeah my my idea is don't get married because then there's no pressure to have kids but then for my own reasons i don't want to get married yeah man marriage is uh marriage is very interesting it's very rewarding. Um, oh, and I, I, I agree with that. I don't think that marriage is just a fucking soul suck. I think that there are no, no, no. plenty of benefits to it. It's 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 interesting, man. There's a it's a lot of a lot of great things, but you have to learn a lot about the other person even after you get married. It's crazy. Oh yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a growth. It's you growing as a person, and you your partner growing with them at a similar rate. Uh, I'm not saying that it's without its benefits. I just don't fucking do it. It's crazy. Which being in a relationship for six fucking years. Yeah. The conversation's a touchy subject now. <laughs> I'm sure. Has she asked you about it? Like what a, has she been like, Hey Chuck or whatever name she uses for you. I, I make her call me Chuck, which is a thing like an issue. Cause it's like an ego thing. She's always battling with my ego. Um, is she like when when's it coming because there's a lot of people getting married right now in our age range and I'm sure she thinks about it oh yeah she thinks about it a lot <laughs> uh, I'm sure there was a time before where it was like oh like is this going to happen you know is he going to do it but then I've made I've made my stance very clear that it's not going to happen and we've had many conversations regarding that topic, and they all end with us disagreeing. Oh, so <laughs> we should have, she, in her ways, we would have a Mrs. Sway. <laughs> yeah, there'd be a Mrs. Sway. <laughs> the problem with it being, I'm not saying that the disagreement is like, um, well, I don't want to marry her, so that just means I love her. Disagreement is, in her eyes, she thinks that if I don't want to get married to her, then there's someone else out there that oh, I want to get okay. married to. And it's like, I got to drill that into her fucking head and be like, oh, that's not the case. I don't want to marry you as much as I don't want to marry anyone else. Period. <laughs> like, do not take it personally. Yeah, it's interesting. Marriage is a... <sighs> if, you, if you ever decide to get married, it's... It's going to be an interesting thing for you. I, I look forward to seeing how Chuck Sway gets sculpted if he gets married. Don't get me wrong. I've had like fantasies of like what wedding would look like. And I still probably, you know, have them to this day. But they're just, you know, they're just in my head. What's your dream wedding? Um, I don't even have those details pinned down. I just know that unfortunately because of my ego... It's going to be a hijacking because it's bride's day, but it's if I ever get married, I'm probably going to, it's going to be the groom's day. It's about you. Yeah, which is, you know, very selfish. Say what you will. But then again, you can be listening to this and be like, well, the fucker just told us that he's not getting married, so that's not going to happen. <laughs> we'll see. I give it five years. If it doesn't happen, if, if it doesn't happen within five years, it won't happen, but... I could okay, see something happening. Are you in that five years? Are you going to put a bet down? Are <laughs> we putting a five-year bet down on what? What's the bet? Well, that's what I'm asking you. Are you comfortable enough? that? Because you said that 
you th think that within five years I'll get married and then after that, then it's probably not going to happen. How confident are you that in the next five years I'll get married? Uh, I've been with my current girlfriend for six years. Almost six. Just about. I mean, the end of this month. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Did you guys... Did you ask her to be your girlfriend on like New Year's Eve? New Year's Day, yeah. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Way to make your whole the whole thing about asking her about asking her out about something else. No, no, no. It wasn't that like a. Was party. she your Was she your New Year's resolution? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like I sat down, and told myself, I was like, you're gonna get laid this year. You better fucking make it happen." No, in reality, I just did it because it's easy to remember. I'm not buying it. But all right. Yeah. In actuality, it just happened. You know, just you're talking about like how close do you come to death without you knowing it? It's just, you know, uh, action upon action upon action, just how things happen and things just happened that it turned out that it was New Year's. The cool thing that I think about you and your girlfriend is that she's probably the only dateable girl for you within about a 15 mile radius of your house. Well, yeah, that's and you happen true. to date her, so way to settle. Yeah, that's very true. It's fucking slim pickings out where I live. So, not to say like that sounds terrible. Of like, oh yeah, I settled because I knew there's <laughs> nothing else out here. That's, like, I just think it's ironic. This living in like a farming community in Iowa, you know, <laughs> towns. So you're like, well, Mary Lou's looking quite nice. I'm sure I could make a life out of that. No, no, it's not how. <laughs> it's not how it came to be. I'm like painting myself as such a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. My viewers are gonna hate Chuck's way. That's okay. I, you know, if if they don't like what I've been talking about, at least they can. At least I hope they can appreciate how authentic I can be. This is all legitimate. I'm not making any of it up. And uh, the best part is, is I'll throw you a, a plug real quick. If you guys think he's a piece of shit. Which is fair. I painted can, a picture. I'm not going to You lie. can go to his podcast, which is the Chuck Sway Show, and you can listen to his most recent episode, and you probably might still think he's a piece of shit. So, yeah. That, uh, yeah. No, I mean, just, just being raw and honest, that's the best way to do it, even if you can come off as being a piece of shit. Or people, I mean, it's all perception. Some people be like, oh, this, I, get, I get this guy. I'm, I'm going to subscribe. I'm going to follow right now. Whatever. It's up to you. I don't get yeah, the hardest part for me about podcasting is there's so many things I want to say, but in today's day and age, it's like I could say this and risk like losing the likes of all a lot of people that I know would listen to this no matter what just to try and please those few people. I don't know. I haven't decided really which direction I'm going to go with. Because I, of course, have viewpoints that I have a lot of viewpoints that aren't the popular opinion just because of the life experiences I have. Like, but I know a lot of people disagree with that. So it's like I'm trying to find my position on on everything without like cutting my own beliefs out, but still respecting a lot of the people that are close to me. I don't know. It's complicated. I'm sure you dealt with it a little bit, too. Well, that's why there's so much value in remaining authentic because like if you take your unpopular viewpoints and neglect them and just be like, oh, I'm just going to say what I think people want me to say, then you, that's, in my book, that's when you come an asshole. Yeah. Because then you're just like, oh, he's just spewing. And that's the thing, like you can come off in a, as an asshole, but a lot of people won't know because it's like, he's, they're saying stuff that I agree with. Like that's that's what we should all agree with now obviously there are the things that you really shouldn't talk about in an unfavorable light in today's climate but you can sure contort your words and make it so you can get a message across that isn't going to be yeah isn't going to be like vilified by the masses now here's the thing anything that you can say to the masses over the internet you're going to offend someone so oh yeah can, if you can be, get at peace with that reality you're fucking golden because there's going to be seven billion people in the world billions be and billions and billions billions and billions there's going to be a group of people that would be like okay yeah that makes sense like if that wasn't the case why the fuck have white supremacist groups 
<laughs> we should take to the extreme right off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> you reference the extreme. Public like, disclaimer, I'm not a white supremacist. Uh, you got a flag in the background. You're wearing nothing but red, white, and blue. Your skin is very pale. I've seen an argument the other way around. <laughs> so you're a uh, hipster and I'm a white supremacist. Yeah, <laughs> That's what I mean, we got out of today's if, conversation. If people are going to derive anything from this conversation, it's exactly that absolute truths <laughs> hipster and white supremacists go at it on podcast there we go we just went viral we just encompassed the whole episode in 30 seconds <laughs> jesus <laughs> uh, i mean whatever take it how you will but yeah um i think that'll probably wrap us up chuck um i appreciate everyone who took the time to listen to this project um if you caught the first volume one of this on the stream, because that's where it was seen. Um, I hope you enjoyed this one or stuck around and listened to this one. Um, I'm super stoked about this. Uh, this is something I've been passionate about for the longest time. I can't wait to continue to make um, good content and kind of create, kind of create what I want, because I've lived vicariously through Chuck for the longest time. I've known his content probably better than he did for the for a while because I would listen to it over and over again, uh, just because it would be entertaining to me. And I'm finally, finally branching out and doing it on my own. Um, and with the help of Chuck and a few other good buddies of ours, it'll hopefully get fine tuned into this great thing. So uh, appreciate everyone who took the time to listen to this. Uh, look for more. Look for uh, um, bonzotalks.com it'll be everything there and then we'll go podcast app soundcloud everywhere we want to go with it anywhere you want it if you if you want this episode somewhere and you don't see it there send me a message and i'll get it there uh, my biggest thing is to uh get as many people to enjoy this as possible i don't necessarily do this for just myself the main thing for me is to have people bring or people have positivity with the content that i created if you had a laugh at all during this podcast let me know about it and that that to me is bigger than anything um so that's the main reason i do it uh but yeah i'd like to thank you chuck for uh all the help and then as well as doing this podcast if you got any plugs go ahead and throw them out there yeah for sure you know i'm chock full of plugs i got two podcasts that are being produced uh fairly frequently we got the chuck sway show and the deep shot both can be found on the chuck sway soundcloud uh, like Bonzo was saying, there are already a reality for my content that you can find it. If you got an iPhone, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, if you're on an Android and Times, it's on Google Play. Uh, it's on Anchor, if you know what that is. As you can check all that, anything on social, it's going to be with the screen name Chuck Sway, obviously, and then the URL Chuck underscore everything. Very easy. ChuckSway.com obviously is there. Bonzo, thanks for having me on this has been a blast uh, i'm excited to see where this goes i am also excited for you when you come home uh indefinitely to be my producer so i'm excited that you're learning the the tools of the trade so you can improve my content in the future oh i'm i'm super excited about that but uh yeah i appreciate everyone listening uh go and uh give us rating if you want uh do what you want to do let me know if you liked it it's how uh, it's really what drives me to do all this stuff. So uh, thank you everyone for listening and we'll hear you again.